Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We've all seen it. The streams of verbal diarrhea, thought leadership, and the look at me now content. And most of us are guilty of it. But when everyone is scrambling for their share of personal brand, where does that leave the landscape? What happens to the channel when everyone is doing the same thing? And importantly, as with everything else, are marketers ballsing up another perfectly good channel? I'm Joe Glover. I'm the founder of the Marketing Meetup. It's a community of 14,000 marketers around the UK and established very much on the basis of looking after each other and uh, just looking at marketing in, in a way where the humans come first. I'm Richard Wood. I run the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around about 18 years now and I'm a massive believer in that people should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating people as leads and numbers in a spreadsheet anymore. LinkedIn has been a mainstay of growth throughout the ups and downs of 2020. Those with something to say have found it relatively easy to find their community to amplify their messages in. Rich and I have talked a lot about it, the importance of creating and nurturing a personal brand. But when every marketer and salesperson with a laptop or mobile phone has the same idea, how does a channel like LinkedIn continue to provide value? So, uh, Rich. <laughs> feels, it feels like it's been a while, Joe. So, like, yeah, struggling with my name already. Great. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> Is it getting harder to grow on LinkedIn with everyone doing it? I don't know if it's getting harder to grow because I think you and I come to this from a position where we've already invested... Um, a considerable amount of time and effort to to grow and I think we were coming through on the the back end of the wave of where it was kind of easier to grow and fairly established in the ways that you grow so be be consistent make sure you've got content going out and make sure obviously that content has value and it's relevant and I think you and I are in a good position so we we are benefiting from almost like momentum I think so we will will continue to see growth but I think it is definitely going to be harder for those people who are trying to engage in those markets now because it's there is a lot of noise out there and I think like and, and you and I were talking about it before like we are just as guilty like sometimes I think the, the the quality of our content is probably not something that we would be the utmost proud of um and it's it's just like almost verbal diarrhea where we are putting out a post because we wanted to share an idea but maybe we haven't articulated it properly or whatever that reason is or maybe we just needed a post for that day and I think there is an awful lot of that now and I think I'm almost in the mind of where we should start pulling back from a daily posting process although I'm I'm a little bit loath to do that because I have posted every day since 
the start of the year and I'm halfway through a year long experiment of posting yeah. every day. So anybody listening, if you are getting sick of tre- reading my point, it's for science. I swear to God, it's uh, there is a, a report coming at the end of it. I promise. Um, but yeah, I think for, for people entering into that space or who have never really um, pushed hard on it before, it is going to be harder because the noise out there and the things that you are competing with now, there's there's too much of it. Yeah, it's interesting. So I, I think there's a couple of points there. Um, the first is that I actually think it's a really positive thing that we, and you know, I, I think you think the same, but it's like a really positive thing to be able to stick an idea out on LinkedIn and get feedback almost immediately, you know, like just whack up a post and with a stupid idea and people like more often than not, you know, whether they're just being polite or what, but, you know, will agree or sort of comment on it or disagree or whatever it is. So I feel like that testbed idea is something that I really like and actually more or less daily when I'm on the dog walks or something like that, I'll have a thought and I'll be like, Oh, I might just stick that on LinkedIn. And like genuinely that's it. I don't, even though I've been posting more or less every weekday, for uh the past four years or something like that i've never set myself that target i've never said that i'm gonna post every day it's just i've had a thought and then just plonked it out and i've never had that hesitation although to the second point what i was going to say is that like i do agree that some of the stuff which we plonk on there probably if we were starting again then it probably wouldn't get the same amount of engagement as it does right now which is really interesting but I think the third thing, which I think is just quite interesting, is that when we see the growth of other platforms, so we see uh, YouTube and even TikTok in the past you know, six months or something like that, these channels started out shanky as anything, you know, with like just really dodgy content shot on potatoes and, and sort of edited and whatever. But now people are like really up in, the, up in their game to like a really professional standard. And I can't say that, like, despite the growth and, and sort of the amazing opportunity that LinkedIn presents, I can't say that I feel like there's a lot of noise, but I can't say that the quality is necessarily stood up. I can't say that, like, I see the, my feed and, like, God, you know, I can't keep up with those professional people. You know, it's like, well, actually, it's not that great. <laughs> well, it's the, the funny thing on, on LinkedIn as well is you, you get the, the trends of content. So, like, people do certain things and there was that that what is that trend that very quickly got shouted down with uh, my day looks like this. And then that turned into all sorts of memes. And, and then you had the people who, I, I mean, polls seem to like spike for a week and then almost entirely disappear again. Um, thank God. But I think <laughs> that kind of content is like on, on LinkedIn as a channel, you are seeing things that come through and as marketers and thought leaders in the marketing space, you like we very quickly talk about best practices and way to gain the uh, algorithm don't put links in the the post you put it in the comments don't post uh links to external entities you want to keep your video internal like all these kind of things that makes it best practice because that's where you get the most bang for your buck i think when everybody piles into those you then yeah algorithmically and within the platform are probably getting a bet like better traction but actually from from a, a, a user experience and from an engagement perspective you aren't getting the same kind of value anymore because people are seeing the same shit over and over again i mean how many times do you see somebody talk about this great piece of content and we are both guilty of this because we know it works but 
how many people, how many times have you seen, here is a great guide that I've got or come to this webinar, here's the link in the comments. And it's it the, the shit thing about that is from a user's perspective, you're immediately aware of what they are trying to do. And that just ruins a little bit of the magic from it. Yeah, not yeah. like the funny thing from this six months of experimenting that I've been doing I've been like posting at different times of the day talking about different things tagging things in different ways different mediums all of that mm-hmm. and what I've learned is that video does get a higher engagement rate so I think it's almost twice as much engagement of where people are watching those videos and that that's cool yeah but actually this the the spread of it is about three times less than if it was just a text only post. So no link, just straight up text with a, a hash in it, a hashtag in it. So and it's, um, when you send engagement and then reach, are you saying pure reach number and then and then engagement in terms of likes and comments? Is that likes, comments, or in, interacting with the post? So expanding the read more, like that, yeah. those kind of engagements. And yeah. it's it is so much higher. If um, so, it, like it is double the amount of engagement if you watch the video, uh, mm-hmm. if you use a video post. But actually, you get more than treble the amount of reach if it's just text. Mm-hmm. And that's that. I think is it, it's based around some of the structures that we're using behind it. So people are clicking through; they want to see. We're using leading text, so we're we're breaking it up so it's it's enticing to engage with it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's those kind of things where that platform of of different types of mediums and the way that you structure those marketers and non-marketers now as well we're all onto how we can do that and actually from a usability perspective now you're in that space of mm, i can i feel like i can see what you're doing it's not that great and i think we're almost in that space of landing page yeah. like cta yeah. fill in form get an email get sold to like it it's, yeah. it feels like we're aware of the process now for sure and i think there's a couple of things there so the first interesting thing i think in what you said there was like unless you know some of this stuff about linkedin then i think it's quite unclear for the the, the lay person user on on linkedin to understand what they're seeing so as an example uh linkedin text posts it counts as a, a view if someone scrolls past it even if they don't stop whereas on a video they've got to stop for three seconds now i see so many freaking social trainers out there giving crap advice like you know triple your reach by doing a text post rather than video and like it's completely misleading because that's like that's not the way that things work well the, the people that i think are doing it doing it well have an element of trial and error so like they are trying to see what works for them that's great but i think they're also moving away from that linkedin is just for business now i'm not saying like start just posting kind of mindless facebook type crap but start having a a like a human face to your message and to who you are is because ultimately people do business with people like we want to understand the people that we are working with so somebody who i think does this quite well is michael litt the ceo at vidyard so he is talking about the business he's talking about developments he's also talking about investments in the local community um, so where they are in waterloo and kitchener or kitchener waterloo but and mixed medium so some of it will be external links 
some of it will be a a video some of it will be a text post and i think it's 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 great and over the last um few months you can see that he is like his beard is getting bushier and his hair is getting longer um again benefit of being bald men yeah some of those posts will be structured in ways that will get him more reach will get him more traction he also already has an existing audience which helps but i think he is also because he is mixing up the medium he is sharing links he is sharing video it is a nice way to consume his content. You don't just feel like you're constantly being bombarded with posts. So what I notice, like the ones that I get the most traction out of, although it, like, if you take that stupid meme like spike that I had out of the equation, the ones that I get the most traction with are text-based. And I was, as I hit on hit on the nerve of what was getting the most into um, engagement and reach, started doing more of that, and that's great. But when you start to look back at it, and it's all text post, text mm. post, text mm. post, text post, it starts to get a little bit much. So I think whatever whatever channels we're using, and I think to answer the question at the beginning, like have we have we totally fucked up the channel now? No, I don't think we have. But I do feel like people should be mindful of the types of content they're putting out and varying it. Like variety is the spice of life, apparently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I fully agree. I, th I think um, it's really interesting that as a personal observation, uh, the vast majority of my own posts are, are text-based posts. And those are also the posts which get the most quote-unquote engagement. Uh, there's two points here. The, the first is that um, whenever I post a video, then those are the ones which are likely to get the less less likes, less reach, less comments uh, in, in my experience. But they're also the ones that people reference to me six, six months later, which I find fascinating because that, you know, it kind of in indicates there's almost like that emotional buy-in by people, you know, because video is far more emotional. Um, people can see your face, they can hear the inflection in your voice, they can understand sarcasm, you can you can inject humor and, and elaborate on a point because you only get 1300 characters as well on LinkedIn. So it's a lot, but it's not loads and loads, you know, so I think there's a there's a real balance there. And I think that's just really interesting. I've, I've actually forgotten my second point. So um... that's right. we'll, we'll pretend that you had another one. And I'll just nod and pretend like it was really clever. So what what would you say is your number one tip at the moment not not necessarily a tip what is your favorite tactic or micro tactic or thing to do on linkedin at the moment honestly i i, I cannot say i have a, a single one thing that's fine i've, I've just said you had to choose one that's you're allowed one <laughs> it, my one thing if i was going to say one thing it's don't overthink it and and that's very easy for someone like me because i, I don't I'm pretty mindless to be honest, but um, like just if something comes into your mind, then then you know post it. I I, I genuinely I like don't... chocolate. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it's fine. I th I think it's amazing. I've even experimented a couple of times with reposting old posts that have been previously successful, and nobody's ever called called me out on it. And you know whether that's a year ago or two years ago or whatever. It's good people don't remember, you know, so people won't remember if you post. No, Joe, like it's, a, it's a product of your audience being too nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you're a marketer that's built their career on being nice. <laughs> that's well, it. Like, I'm going to up my trolling game. I'm going to start calling out your bullshit posts. <laughs> well, no, it's funny, though, because, like, my audience in the past year is, like, at least double the size of what it was last year. You know, so there's a whole bunch of new people that haven't uh, engaged with that kind of stuff before. So I think it's... 
it's a it's a relevant thing so that probably my number one thing is just don't overthink it because it's such a good test bed for these things i would say that the second thing is that if you were to give me a second is just to be yourself because i i fully agree that it's um it it's you know it's about the humanity the third thing if you were to give me a third thing <laughs> is, <laughs> is to think what you want out of it and the reason why i say this is that when i post something it feels great honestly like it's probably the first time i'll ever admit this it feels great if i get a post which gets like 250 likes or something like that you know like i feel Friends. yeah exactly 100 percent. i'm sat in my lonely little room with my dog in, in little downham and it feels great if i get 250 likes on the post but it's really interesting that if i post something that's like business related like sign up for a webinar and here's the link i might get 20 likes or something like that off it but i'll get 50 to 100 people sign up for a webinar now what do you think is actually moving the needle for my business there well it's the second one even though it's had far less engagement now I know yeah, but you actually need you need both but yeah you need both but like okay so those 20 likes and yeah you get a couple signups that's an almost like an immediate gratification post yeah. so like you there's an immediate return out of that yeah. whereas the 250 likes you've spread your brand far and wide which will probably have got you more signups Mm -hmm. uh, not sign ups you will probably have got you more people who have uh, connected with you you've built your audience mm -hmm. and then that next post will get 25 likes and yeah. more sign ups and i think yeah. so yeah you absolutely you need both but i think you and like that point of understanding what you want out of the network is is key because if you if you go into it and you're like i i just want the vanity stats to make me feel good about it and that's 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 fine if that's your thing but you're not actually there needs to be a mechanism behind that. So I go through a a cycle almost of building, so audience building, and then capitalizing on that audience. So build the audience with content that engages, spreads my message, and people get more exposure to me. Mm -hmm. Notice I said get more exposure to me than me exposing myself. <laughs> you expose yourself. Yeah. And <laughs> and then and then you start to ask. So then you say like, here is, here's the thing that I want from you, or here is something I have to give to you. So, and internally we refer to it as like a jab, jab, punch. So like give, 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 and then ask. And I think that's, that's a great way of doing it, but you're right. You have to approach it with what ultimately am I getting out of this? Is it business growth? Is it brand growth? Like, what is it? And then focusing on that and then working back from that. I went to a, an event last year where there was a, a LinkedIn influencer um, coach, LinkedIn influencer coach or something oh, along those lines. And I'm just trying to say it without a smirk on my face. And, for you? <laughs> <laughs> and the, their, their key takeaway was in every post, you must have a CTA. And I was like, I was like, no, don't fucking do that. Because yeah. if you ask in every post, people will be turned off. You have to build, like build and then ask, build and then ask. That's fine. Don't just go in every time being, give me this, give me this, do this, like take that. It's It doesn't work. You have to do both. 100%. And, and even, <laughs> even if their CTA is agree question mark <laughs> drives me fucking bonkers what are your <laughs> thoughts on this shut up yeah, it's so <laughs> anyway um what would be your th your one thing joe the thing i like playing with at the moment and 
It's trolling people. <laughs> yeah, so like my favorite thing to do on the network is troll Joe. Like that's, I, I, I trolled you today. I can't even remember what it was, but it made me laugh on my own. It breaks up my day nicely. But anyway, so um, so other than trolling people that I know, and actually Joe, like I only ever troll people that I know and respect. So like you should take that as some sort of confirmation. Um, but also is and dan kelsel does this incredibly well is using the the pdf documents to show like a storyline and you can use them so creatively because it's almost like the um uh, an instagram carousel going across the way you can bleed images into each other and things like that and i think it is such an engaging way to play with a post that i think that is my favorite thing to do at the moment whether or not that's got like huge uh, potential in terms of and or wherever like i don't have any stats or any reason to promote that other than i like the creativity of it for sure stephen bartlett's done some really great um yep. pdfs recently as well um but dan kelsel is brilliant there's i think he's done a variant of it a few times now um but he's done like exceptionally long pdf yep. documents with a, a payoff at the end so the other day it was like my favorite one that i've seen him do was he was speaking about boris johnson and it was just a massive elongated penis over like 90 slides or something like that and then the payoff at the end was just boris johnson's head was the the, the final so slide. we we have a a moniker i guess you could call it of human-centric marketing and i think dan falls into that fold very well we should definitely definitely invite that basically we're calling you out dan to come and be on <laughs> our, our podcast yeah. i'd love that he's, he's he's a good he's a good guy he's really good and and like uh, it kind of goes back to an episode we did the other day of uh, not caring about people loving or hating you. I think yep. that is like, that's if we're going to capture that in one person, that's Dan right there. <laughs> I think <laughs> amazing. I've, I've just found you trolling me, by the way, calling me a wannabe Gary V. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> so that's, that's it from us today. We, we decided to have a week off last week. Apologies. Both, both Joe and I do have an actual day job. This is basically our, our gig to laugh at each other for a bit um, once a week. But we decided we'd take a week off from seeing each other, which was good. And next next week, hopefully, we'll be in a position to announce something that is going to be incredibly exciting for us on Humans Come First. Um, it's kind of the next stage in our journey. And actually... What we're talking about is marketing elements of something else to do with Humans Come First. I'm not going to kind of lay it out yet, but actually what we'll do as part of that journey is explain what we're doing and how we're marketing and how we're progressing it as well. So I think it'll make a nice stream of content to come through. But hopefully next week for the next episode, we'll be, we'll be in a position where we can actually announce what that is and i'll give joe more of a heads up that we're actually going to talk about it than just dropping this on him now um <laughs> but other than that um it's been fun having you with us again after a week off yeah it's been really fun having you with us <laughs> <laughs> fuck off <laughs> that was meant for joe not you listening <laughs> thanks everyone <laughs> see you later the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.